But I'm not gonna let him do. That's right, 12.02.5 straight hours. Our five-hour midnight ride begins right now. And we got you till 5 o'clock. I know, Paul, I get you. Thank you. Lower the music a little bit. Quit riding that pot. What do you, I mean, jeez. The, 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 the large head of Paul Rosenberg, he thinks he's, he's got the power to do everything in there behind that board. Every week we go through this. All right. How you doing? Chris McMonagle here. Paul Rosenberg still on the other side. Fliegelman is now here. And we got you for five hours here on the fan. 877-337-6666. Taking your phone calls. Let's do it. Hey, Giant fans, how we feeling? Are we still basking in the glow of that glorious victory against the Eagles? Isn't it great? We Oh, man, it was so good to finally beat the Eagles. It feels great. A day later, it was still just glowing. It was still just... Oh, we're wrapped up in what a great win that was, aren't we? I mean, that's the story today, right? The, hey, the, they ended the season on a positive note and beat the Eagles. No, unfortunately not. Most recently, they got, we got to watch uh, Michael Penix Jr. just be an absolute disaster in the national championship game. He was awful. He missed, I don't know, 10 to 15 throws. He missed guys streaking open. He missed a... Uh, a a uh, wide receiver so wide open for an open touchdown would have changed the narrative of the game. Uh, a couple of bad penalties, but ultimately, Michigan wiped the floor and ran down the throat in the first half. Uh, the, the Washington defense played better, but the story for us, you know, obviously, Harbaugh wins the national championship. Michigan's first since 1997. See if he comes to the NFL. That'll be a talking point we'll have some fun with, but ultimately, as the Giants are looking for a quarterback, and Michael Penix was brought up after the way he played uh, last week in the playoff, I think people were ready to watch this game and see if he could show what it takes to be a top draft pick in this league, in, uh, in this NFL draft, and maybe someone the Giants would look at at the sixth pick, but that doesn't seem to be after he was just awful in this game. And then, of course, the major storyline of Wink Martindale no longer being the Giants' defensive coordinator He's going to resign or whatever. We're going to find out what's going on here. It's kind of a, a murky situation, but he's not going to be the defensive coordinator anymore. And here's a couple of things that I'm kind of confused with. First off, if you're unaware of the situation, this morning, like early this morning, I was sleeping. Uh, early this morning, Joe Shane, Brian Dable meet with the media, talk about it. He's asked, first he announces the the firing of Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, and Thomas McGahee, the special teams coordinator. So you knew those two things right off the top. I think both speculation, it was out there for a while. One, the offensive line has been terrible. Bobby Johnson's been under fire, not a surprise. Thomas McGahee and the special teams for the Giants have been awful as well. He's drawn the ire of the coach as well as Mick Martindale. But there's been some screaming matches. He's had to talk about Brian Dable yelling at him. So these those two firings were really not that you know, out there. We all kind of saw that coming. And then when asked about Kafka and Wink Martindale, the offensive and defensive coordinators, very casually, very clearly, Brian Dable states he expects them to be back. No, he hasn't spoken to them yet. And we've obviously been on this Wink Martindale train for a while, ever since uh, reports are, you know, a few weeks ago that 
there's tension between them. And, and we all know it was true, right? It came from sources that we knew. You know, Glazer does not get stories wrong. Glazer does not make things up. Glazer talking about the friction between Gable and Wink Martindale, although downplayed by both of them as the season went on, we knew something was up. You knew there was friction between these two guys. So at the press conference today, to wrap it up, as him and and we'll get into the many things as we go through the morning that uh, Brian Dable had to say and what Joe Shane had to say in regards to the quarterback, in regards to the team, a lot was said uh, from both teams, and we'll get into it over the course of the five hours, but specifically at 877-337-6666, but specifically this Wink Martindale situation. So he says they're not going to fire him. He expects them to be back, and then within an hour of that press conference, it is announced that they're also firing Drew Wilkins, the uh, outside linebacker coach, and his brother Kevin Wilkins, who were, who's been with Mick, Wink Martindale for forever with the Ravens. So immediately, like, I, I know Evan was on it. Uh, I, I didn't wake up and listen to it until I heard it from Evan. Like, that is weird. Right, right, right off the gate to announce you expect him to be get back and then start firing people inside his coaching staff. And let's be honest here, right? First time head coach Brian Dable came here. Wink Martindale was a stabilizing factor and someone you knew had history, obviously years of success in Baltimore. This wasn't, you know, Robert Sala bringing his best friend to be the offensive coordinator. This was a young head coach getting an experienced defensive coordinator, a young offensive head coach who came from being the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. This was someone who ran the defense. So to announce that linebacker coaches, before you even knew how close they were, before you even knew he was Wink's right-hand man, before you even knew any of that, to announce they expect him back after all the trials and tribulations of this year, and then to within an hour of that press conference hear that people inside Wink Martindale's staff are being let go immediately raises red flags. It had to. It had to. And then quickly upon, everyone's speculating as soon as that comes out, whether it be Evan, whether it be Jordan uh, Renan on ESPN, or uh, you know, all of the, the beat writers are speculating what this could mean. These are good coaches. These are coaches Wink Martindale trust. The report that Wink Martindale literally said, if you don't hire me when, give, when interviewing with the Giants a couple years ago, if you don't hire me, you should look at Drew Wilkins. He's an unbelievable coach. Like You knew these two guys are very close. And sometimes organizations, we've seen it in baseball particularly, you'll fire a, a coach on a staff to send a point to a manager. Inside this team right now, with all the turmoil going on, off a 6-11 and season despite beating the Eagles, off a 6-11 and season, and the power and the dynamic between those two coaches, to come on and casually just say, yeah, I haven't spoken to him, but hey, I expect him to be back. I expect, hey, listen, he's even talked about this being a premier job. He's talked about wanting to stay. I mean, I think he's done a good job. I see no reason why Wink Martindale won't be back. And then go and immediately fire coaches inside his staff. It was a red flag from the minute that press conference was done. And then soon upon, you find out Wink Martindale has been uh, decides to resign, and you get the feeling immediately that Brian Dable orchestrated this so that Wink Martindale resigned. They didn't want to fire him for whatever reason, whether it's he can go wherever he wants, whether the outcry from the fan base, the 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 pressure from the fan base, and how well Wink Martindale is liked, 
all that. But what I don't get is, and I understand that, and I think that's all fair. I think Brian Dable orchestrated this. Instead of just coming out and saying, yeah, we have issues, I'm going to let him go, we're going to move on, it's probably playing a little bit of gamesmanship, making him resign, not being the the force behind the uh, the firing, all this stuff. Although it's clear as day what's gone on here, that's probably some gamemanship inside the organization and Brian Dable. But here's my point that I really don't understand. That That's all clear. We get it. We're moving on from Wink Martindale as a Giants organization. And ultimately, I think the Giants are worse off for it. Totally agree. Wink Martindale, I think, has done a good job. He has not been, over the last few hours, the way he's being talked about. Like, somehow, the Giants can't possibly move on from Wink Martindale. Like, this defense has been unbelievable. This defense has gotten turnovers this year. Fine, I'll give you that. And this defense has been the better unit on the team, and they just fired the special teams coach, and they didn't have a quarterback for half the year. So, yes, it's better than the offense. Yes, it's better than the special teams. Yes, the best unit on this team is the defense. They also probably have the most talent on the team. I would argue McKinney, O'Karake, and Dexter Lawrence are about as good as any offensive weapons or any offensive players besides maybe Andrew Thomas and, and Saquon Barkley. Like this defense, yes, is the best unit, but it is by no means some unbelievable defense. It just happens to be the best unit on a crappy 6-11 team. And last year, the defense was very good. And I thought the coaching staff, Brian Dable included, Brian obviously is the uh, you know NFL coach of the year, Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, Kafka, all getting head coaching interviews after the season. It was a great coaching staff. And we were all really happy that they came back last year or this year and didn't get head coaching jobs. So don't get me wrong. I think it's a ultimate negative overall this is a negative thing I like Wink Martindale I think he should have come back I think he's a pretty good head coach and it disappoints me that after this one bad year after last year seeming like everything was hunky-dory and great and we're all patting ourselves on the back and and you know giving us a big sigh of relief that they didn't get hired as head coaches suddenly there's turmoil inside this team and suddenly Wink Martindale's on the outs and Wink Martindale is resigning it's an overall negative I totally agree. I'm disappointed Dable and Wink couldn't get together and figure out a way to keep this thing going because I do think he's done a good job. Not a great job. This defense isn't unbelievable, but he's done a pretty damn good job, and I wish he were back. Having said that, the reaction to Brian Dable, oh, my, this makes Brian Dable look really bad. The Giants are just absolutely screwed. I don't understand how this is possible. Let me tell you something right now. One, Wink Martindale left Baltimore. Wink Martindale was with Baltimore forever. Baltimore had a good defense for forever. He's left, and Mike McDonald has taken over, and now he is the toast of the NFL. They have done a remarkable job since Wink Martindale left, and he is going to get a head coaching job sooner rather than later, if not this season, very soon. The Giants are not screwed because Wink Martindale is leaving. Do, do, do they have to make the right hire? Sure. They have to make the right hire. But they are not screwed he's leaving. And the idea that Brian Dable is getting the flack he is, he's the head coach of the team. And now this is his team. 
And it should be. And after last year, when he transformed the franchise, when everybody was talking about how Brian Dable transformed the franchise from screaming in Daniel Jones's face and going for two against Tennessee and changing the entire narrative around this entire organization after failure after failure after failure at the head coaching position since Tom Coughlin, suddenly we're more upset that Wink Martindale is leaving than we are the idea that Brian Dable is the man in charge. Brian Dable should be the man in charge. He's the head coach. And if Wink Martindale and him can't see eye to eye, or he believes that this offensive, uh, this outside linebacker coach, Andrew Wilkins, doesn't deserve to be on the team, or there's a real problem there, or he believes they can do better. And by the way, if you want to look at some of the outside linebacker numbers, for as far as the pass rush goes, there are 78 I saw the stat from the guys who do the Talking Giants. 78 offensive uh, outside linebackers in the NFL. When it comes to pass rush success rate, Thibodeau is 71st. Aziz Ojolari was 76th. And Jihad Ward was 78th. So let's be fair. I'm not saying this guy's not a great coach. I have, I'm sure he is. And I'm not saying he's the complete reason why those numbers aren't th- are the way they are. In fact, it's probably more Wink Martindale and his style, as we saw Thibodeau, is now the first defensive end and outside linebacker to get multiple sacks, or any player for that matter, to get mul- uh, double-digit sacks in a Wink Martindale scheme. I don't like the way, as much as I might like the overall defense, I don't like the way Wink has gone about getting the best out of his pass rushers. He just hasn't. Thibodeau drops into coverage too much. Thibodeau doesn't pin his ears back and go get the quarterback enough. Not for a guy who's drafted at the top of the draft, the fifth overall pick. I want sacks. I want more pass pressure. I want him to have more uh, impact on how the quarterback of the opposing team plays. Whatever you think about this defense, I don't like in many ways, it led to bust conversations early on in the season. It led to all turmoil here on the station with the midday show. Like, he is a talented player. He's not a bust. But is he used 100% properly? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. A player like that, as good as he is, and everybody's bragging about how incredible he is, for him to disappear in games, maybe he wasn't being coached right. Maybe they weren't putting him in the right position, even if the overall defense was doing an okay job. So if Brian Dable deems these this, this outside linebacker coach or whatever he deems needs to change, he can't worry about how Wink Martindale feels about it. This is on him. He's the head coach. The record doesn't fall on Wink Martindale. This is on Dable and Shane. This is their show. And if he doesn't think that it's working out, then you know what? It's up to him because the, the, the wins and losses fall on him. I have no problem with the head coach making a decision about the coordinators. Now, how they played it off this morning, I expect them to be back. Then you fire coaches. Yeah, I don't love it. It seems a little duplicit. It seems a little, you know, I don't know, insincere. It seems a little fugazi. It seems a little bit of gamesmanship with a, a man's job. It's, I don't know. But ultimately, Brian Dable is running this franchise, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And that's why, what do I want? I want him to get a quarterback. Give him what he needs to be successful. I need him to be the leader of this team, and what he does best is develop quarterbacks. Go get him one. Let's make Shane and Dable, that's what they are now, 
and quite clearly in this power struggle against a coordinator who everybody likes and somehow would rather have over the head coach of this team. I don't understand the backlash. It's not great. I wish they could have figured it out. But somehow Brian Dable really comes across as a guy who can't be worked with. And this and that happens all the time in the NFL. It happens all the time. And for an established defensive coordinator who had years of success with the Ravens coming in with a new offensive uh, head coach just beginning his head coaching career, I'm, I'm sure there were all kinds of issues. I get it. And as much as I don't like it, I want my head coach to be in charge of the football team. And a year ago, we couldn't have been happier. Um, uh, this is year two of Brian Dable. He turned the team around when it was sliding in the middle of the season. He was able to transform DeVito into a quarterback we all honestly, for three weeks, believed could be something in the NFL. He had the best. He got the best year out of Daniel Jones, and despite the fact that this year's 6-11 and 11 and ugly and everything I hated about what we've seen over the last eight years with the New York Giants, he's been the most successful head coach since Tom Coughlin, and it's not even close. And that's why when it comes to the draft, when it comes to building this team, I want to give Brian Dable what he does best because it's on him. It's on him. It's not on Wink Martindale. It's not on Kafka. It's not on Drew Wilkins. It's not on Thomas McGahee. It's not on Bobby Johnson. It's on the head coach. And 6-11 and 11 is unacceptable. And this offense, which he leads, is unacceptable. And the way they played early on in the season defensively was unacceptable. And as much as I like Wink, this team belongs to the head coach. And if there's a problem, I mean, we we all just assume that it was Brian Gable who couldn't be worked with. I have no idea. I don't know the dynamic in the room. I don't know how it went down. I don't know who was more reasonable or less reasonable or who could have been more fair or who could have fell in line or who could have been more, uh, who could have acquiesced more. I have no idea. What I know is the head coach won the power struggle. The head, the head coach did what he felt was best for the team and for him. And the two align. What's best for him and what's best for the team align. And that's why I desperately, in this rare situation, wanted them to tank because this coach needs a quarterback. This coach needs the opportunity to do what he did in Buffalo and develop a quarterback. And he's the guy. Make no mistake, he's the guy. If he wants the very popular Wink Martindale fired, that's what happens. And that's the way it should be. 877-337-337. 6666. So I get all the hand wringing. I get all the disappointment. Wink Martindale, I think, did a damn good job, and I wish they could have worked it out. But ultimately, I'm not going to sit here and kill the head coach if he believes that this is what had to happen. This is Brian Dable's team. Go give him what he needs. Go get a quarterback. Go let him do what he does. And let's give this a run with Brian Dable. I'm tired of making coaching changes. I'm tired of moving on. I'm tired of, you know, doing this thing over and over again. Draft a young quarterback, put it in the hands of the same team that drafted up and 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 picked and then developed Josh Allen, and let's go about this thing. Go find a good defensive coordinator. It's still the New York Giants. You can find one, whether it's, you know, I I don't know if I like Leslie Frazier. That's the name that's being thrown around. I don't know if Antonio Pierce, who's never been a defensive coordinator at the NFL level, I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know what the answer is. 
But if you're going to stick with Brian Dable, he's got to run the team. So go out and give him what he needs. Get him the quarterback. Let's go about building this thing, which is what they talked about in the press conference. This is, you know, they this is the second year. That first year changed the way the second year went, and now they are in the middle, still at the very beginning of the middle of a rebuild. And what you get is a franchise quarterback and let Dable and Shane do what they do. They're clearly the leaders of the team. Let's go, let's go and do what they do best. Let's lean into their strengths. Go get a quarterback and develop them and bring a sustainable winning team to this franchise, which they haven't had in forever. 877-337-6666. We got to get to the Jets stuff as well as they like to talk. Aaron Rodgers likes to talk. And Jimmy Kimmel. We actually heard from Jimmy Kimmel. Tomorrow's tomorrow's Pat McAfee show should be very interesting. I can't wait. I Oh, I wish I could fast forward 24 hours right now to talk about Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers' response to Jimmy Kimmel. So we'll get to that. We'll get to some of the uh, other talking points the Giants had uh, with their season. Obviously, what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley? What are they going to do with their sixth pick? The Jets and Joe Douglas made a very perceptive and I thought a very honest statement about what went wrong this year. We'll get to that. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers said the most, you know, unaware, unself-aware comment I've ever heard in my life in the NFL. 